This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome to your weekend, everybody. It's time for The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap on the ESPN Chicago app. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco with you. We've got a full hour of gambling talk. Week five in the NFL, baseball playoffs, some big college games with some big-time programs looking to bounce back. And we're going to try to cover all of it for you, and we keep giving out winners. So stick around for the end of the podcast when we give you our best plays. But the fun time of year with the baseball playoffs and the NFL season fully rolling, Mike. So we've got a lot to get after this weekend. You know, I've been in this position many times, so i I got to be happy for you. And First of all, welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Odds Couple. And i got to tell you, uh, you are the hottest handicapper on the planet right now. I got you. I believe at ten and three or yes, eleven and two. Ten and three, yeah. Uh, I am uh, uh, six and ten right now. I'm in a comfort zone. I'm not worried about anything because we're really, if you were talking about a baseball season, probably just starting. It's May. We haven't, you know, we're we're basically starting our second month. So not worried about that. Carmen has been kicking butt, and or and also, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, calling the Rizzo-Schwarber shot. I don't know if it was uh, you, Carmen, or if it was a bet that was given to you, but it doesn't matter. I think it was you, yes, and I got to yeah. give you credit for, you. for calling that outstanding. That was a $1,500 winner. Uh, on points bet. Yep. Uh, so good for you. You're the hottest thing going. And I'm just relieved because I'm in a media pool where I went 3-2 and two last week. But this NFL season is really tough, Carm, because I'm going to tell everybody this. I watched Baker Mayfield last week because yeah. I needed Cleveland. Yep. I had to go through the sweat of my life. Oh, my God. I can't imagine. He missed two, three wide-open receivers. He looks a little bit hurt. Yeah, and I think uh, he, I, and you're I, right. I think that's the key. I think we're learning that he's got a torn labrum. I think you just hit it on the head, Mike. Yeah, I didn't want to go through and start 0-2 after, yeah. after the week I had the week before. So they bailed that out, yep. had a hot afternoon. So, you know what, 7-5 this week, you're winning. I'm on a little bit of a roll going in, so we're feeling good. Yeah, we're feeling very good. we got a lot of games to talk about. For the second straight week, it's the... Uh, sort of the 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 uh, late afternoon window, that three o'clock window that is pretty appetizing uh, on the NFL board. That includes Bears and Raiders. Bears have some injuries of their own that bear watching this week, especially if people want to play this number. And it's kind of hanging steady at about the Bears uh, five five and a half point underdog total here, sitting at forty five uh, forty four and a half forty five. Khalil Mack hasn't practiced. Akeem Hicks hasn't practiced, uh, played just that first series last week and had to leave the game. Um, like I said, I think it bears watching. We're taping the, the podcast on Friday morning. We don't know what the, the, the injury report's going to look like at the end of the day, but we know no David Montgomery, so it could be some real key injuries here for the Bears as they go out to the desert to play Vegas. I just want like. Fields to uh, basically survive the next four weeks. I think the... Uh, an inopportune time for this to happen, in a, in my opinion, but I don't care anymore. They don't know what they're doing over there. Uh, bottom line is, when you have a uh, questionable offensive line, your main running back is gone. Allen Robinson's being double teamed most of the time. His numbers, we talked about this three weeks ago, Carm. We, 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 you said easily. And I, 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 I didn't agree with you, but I didn't disagree with you. Oh, the over 92, 93 looks easy. Not anymore. That being said, 
The Oakland Raiders, ladies and gentlemen, have a bad offensive line, and the Chicago Bears are number one in sacks right now. Yep. Mack included with Robert Quinn. So this is a stay-away game for me, but it wouldn't surprise me if the Bears won this game. I'm wishing nothing but the best for Justin Fields. He's been thrown into this thing uh, because of an odd circumstance in the front office where Matt Nagy basically has now players in the locker room wondering if he's running the show. So it's going to be interesting to see how this game comes up. But I have no clear winner here. Seems to be, in my system, split down the middle. You hit it on the head with the Raiders' O-line. It's an O-line that's struggling. It's an O-line that lost one of the best centers in the league in uh, free agency in the offseason. They're not winning up front. 28th in adjusted line yards. Terrible. Their running backs rank 28th in second-level yards. Uh, Jacobs is playing with an injury, so there does seem to be maybe an area where the Bears could take advantage. You'd like to have Hicks and Mack on the field because that would make it even better. But I, I agree with Mike. I, while I'm not going to play anything on this game, I do think the Bears could potentially keep it close. I think we should see Bill Lazor continue to go with fewer five-man protections, keep six and seven in, help Justin Fields, roll him out, give him a pocket, and take some shots down the field. Uh, that's what they did last week. Well, it looked good, so hopefully we can continue to their see cur- The courage of Derek Carr was questioned last week. The, uh, uh, the team that played him... The comments after the game were, after we hit him the first two times, yeah, right, right. he started ducking, started cringing, even before they were near him. So if the Bears can put some pressure on him, Justin cannot fumble the football, which he's done early. That's going to be something you watch. He's recovered them, which is amazing. One, one bounced away 10, 10 yards, and he beat yeah. everybody to the ball. So it hasn't hurt for the most part, but it's going to be interesting to see uh, oh, by the way, and this is uh, something, too, and I put this out on Twitter, uh, 40% of the tickets sold, 35 to 40% of the tickets sold, Carm, are uh, with Illinois zip codes. How about that? Well, that's going to happen to, uh, to the Raiders a lot. You know, and Yurko made this point on the show earlier. Do they have week. a home field advantage? I don't I, think so. You know what's crazy? So, like, if you go back to the Monday night game from this week, so the Raiders are playing on the short week. They played Monday night. Um, they lost. They were in Los Angeles. That felt like the home team. That's you know, the, more. Right? The Raiders felt like the home team there, and now they're going to go home Sunday, and the Bears are going to feel like the home team. It's crazy. Right. This is Tampa Bay Bears in the 80s. When the Bears used to go to Tampa Bay, hmm. and I heard Steve Young talk about this the other night because they were talking about uh, the Raiders and the Chargers who aren't getting love in, in L.A. because they're renting. They're renters. Um, the, and the Rams are the dominant team there. Uh, but uh, the cheers will sound reminiscent of when the 85, 84, 83 Bears used to go to Tampa. Hmm. My God, it was a home field advantage. I don't think the Raiders will have home field advantage according to crowd size where it's dominant ever, ever. Because it's a traveling city to go to, and yeah. Bear fans are going. Especially when you're playing a team like the Bears, or when the Steelers yep. go, or where the you know where the, the Cowboys. Cowboys, right? I mean, like they're going to have a significant Absolutely. disadvantage. And poor Justin Herbert is in his building on Monday night. Yep, he's covering his ears to try yep. to hear the calls coming in, Mike. It's like he's got to be thinking, "Hey, I'm good. We're good. We're three. They should one. still like, be in San Diego. We went for 30 years without an LA team or whatever amount of time, and all of a sudden two. we got too because of a stadium deal that people it's you know why they delayed that game the other night i'm convinced of this oh they were saying lightning delay well that in itself tells you about the softness of our country right now (laughs) even (laughs) gruden said it's in a roof i don't want to care about the sides guess what yeah the sides are open i guess but i'm like so what okay so (laughs) when i'm laying in my bed 
and I open the window the up next right. to me, the lightning's going to go through and kill me. I thought the same thing. I'm like, wait, isn't it a covered stadium? And they go, well, the sides are open. I'm like, I, let I, me tell you I something. I guess it could be a problem. Goodell is in the, the press box drinking champagne cocktails, <laughs> like Frankie Pantangelia would say, <laughs> while people are still trying to get in the lot. I think it was a traffic problem. Is that what half, you think? Half the stadium wasn't there yet. I hear it's a nightmare. Well, I remember Luke and, and, and Luke, getting out. Luke said Luke, Pergandy was telling us. He said it's even worse getting out, but he said it was no picnic getting in either. Now, do you think they care if half the fan base isn't in the building yet? I don't know. I mean, this re- this is worse than Soldier Field. Ugh. I mean, getting getting to Soldier Field and getting in and walking and doing all the other stuff is, is crazy. But when Luke Pergandy says. We were in the lot for two hours. He said it was, especially getting out, he said it was. Getting brutal. out. Yeah. We're going to talk to Luke in a little bit, by the yep. way, as always, because he's always with us on Fridays. Luke's going to another road Bears game. The Bears are over on the road. Luke's been to both. I told him, hey, listen, not for nothing, buddy, but if they lose again this weekend, you might want to stay away for crying out loud. But wow. he's in Vegas. We're going to talk to him coming up. Um, and we got plenty of other NFL stuff and some college games to talk about. Quick note on uh, my beloved White Sox, who I oh. think somewhat predictably uh, were yes. in a tough matchup spot yesterday. Look, they, they're four four pack of games today in baseball. Sox are going to kick things off here as we tape this. It'll be a few hours from now. Yep. Game two. Giolito's got to step up. I, like I said, I think yesterday was a little bit predictable. Lynn did against Lance the Astros Lynn, is not a good matchup. Did Lance? Why would Lance Lynn? Do you know that most of his pitches, I think only a few, were fastballs? Well, almost everything, and it's really. Well, how do you throw? And guess who's the number one fastball yeah, hitting team they are. in Major it's, League Baseball? That's why it's a bad matchup. You're why right. would you throw? But wait a minute. I heard 70 out of 78 pitches were fastballs? I believe that is correct. How does that happen? Well, Mike, if you look at the data from the year in the last couple of years, that's pretty much the percentage. that that's wow. He throws like 90% fastballs. So I mean, basically he's had it. a fortunate year. Um, I mean, look, he's been really good for the last couple years, and you can get by, I think. I like, like him. I do, too. And, but and, I don't get the game plan when you're going against the first. It was a bad matchup. Giolito today, yeah. I would believe, yeah. will do much better. I'm looking at the run line for the Sox. Yeah, run line Sox, I like it. Okay. One yeah. and a half. If I lose, I lose. I I, I couldn't bet the game yesterday, I couldn't no either. matter what. Yeah. I can't bet these games. I'm too nervous watching my Sox right now anyway. You know, I, I don't and have I, a... And I'm going to here to warn everybody. Anderson and Grandel defensively have to step up. I've been telling mm-hmm. everybody this. He had a better routine grounder year, didn't fumble a lot of balls mm-hmm. at short. Grandel is, uh, is awful defensively. He's got to step up. The only thing he does well defensively is in the pitch framing area, oh, era, area, and that might go away in a few years if they go to an automated. Do you want to know something? If the pitch is high and he pulls it down, it's hard to get a strike still. These umps have been pretty good lately. And I got to tell you, I heard all sorts of um, criticism of Joe West. I watched the game. He was pretty damn good. For, for leaving. His strike zone was pretty good. Yeah, a couple he early. Didn't, yeah. According to StatCast, yeah. he didn't miss many pitches. That's good. A couple early, I thought he was giving them, I thought he was giving the, the a little bit a outside. Little bit outside right. Yeah, but but in fairness, he did early on kind of go both ways with it. He so, did. You know, it was like, okay. He I had mean, a strong game for a guy yeah. that's leaving. For a guy that's on his way out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, that happens. All right, when uh, we come back, we're going to talk to our good buddy, Luke Pergandy. Oh, where we'll are talk, you? Bam, where in the world is Luke Pergandy this time? Oh, he's another in Vegas. Another trip without us. I tell you, another trip without us. Exactly. What's the matter with you, Luke? We'll so, expand on that. We'll talk to our buddy, Luke Pergandy. we got tons of games to work through. Um, some college stuff as well, so don't go anywhere. Mike and I are coming right back inside the Odds Couple on the ESPN Chicago app. 
This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000 or stream it on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. Welcome back inside The Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. we got Mike North and Carmen DeFalco this week and every week here on ESPN Chicago app and the Encore replay each and every Saturday morning from 8 to 9. Follow Mike on Twitter. He's at North to North. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. Our next guest is at Luke Pergandy on Twitter. He's one of the founding members of PropSwap. He's going to the Bears game again this week on the road in Vegas, and he joins us live in Sin City right now. Say hi to Luke Pergandy, everybody. Luke, when do we get to hey go on a trip? <laughs> yeah, when are you taking us, Luke? <laughs> yeah, f- f- seriously, five, five and a half points. Are we just, like, are they begging us to take Chicago or I, what? I, 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 listen, Mike and I, we were already touching on it in the yep. first segment. Um, I also was busting your balls a little, saying you, you're, you're 0 for 2 on the road with the Bears. They lose this one. You're not allowed to go on the road anymore. But I'm, I, I'm living vicariously through you through your Instagram as you jet set all across the country and watch football. Yeah, it's been uh, – this will be the fifth NFL Sunday I'll be at. Uh, you know, I'm, I said after the Rams game, that's we opened up at SoFi Stadium, that this was, this was potentially a 5-12 and 12 football team. Um, I don't think my opinion changed on that. And like I just said, the spread is five and a half. The books are begging you to take the Bears in this game. That is a ton of points against a Raiders team that got thrashed last week by the Chargers. Yeah, it's gonna yeah and you know back, what? Yeah. You look at it, Luke, and you see that uh, when you go to the games, they are losing. So after Nagy, uh, there's no <laughs> doubt the headlines will say Pergande. Right. Uh, uh, <laughs> You know they'll start latching you on to to the trip to squares out there. But yeah, I gotta, I gotta without say, the, definitely not the offensive line fall. No, no, it's your fault. No, it's Nagy and then Pergandi. That's yeah, what's going to end right. up uh, happening here. Okay, uh, I would imagine now that uh, everybody that has Arizona is absolutely thrilled, especially with maybe people oh. that have uh, coach of the year tickets uh, with Kingsbury. Yeah. Yeah, so they opened at fifty to one to win the Super Bowl. Cardinals all the way down to twelve to one. That NFC West. It seems like these teams are just going to beat up on each other all year, and they obviously stand alone undefeated. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I liked them last year. They just kind of fell apart in the second half of that season. Mm-hmm. But you know, if Kyler Murray can do what he's capable of, and they haven't even got um, DeAndre Hopkins rolling yet, I think he's the best receiver in the NFL. And he's really not performing up to what he's used to be doing. So, uh, you know, it's that, that rookie out of Purdue that's uh, really been the shining star so far. More yeah. receiver out of Purdue that's been putting up numbers for the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, if I'm sitting with any Arizona tickets, um, Kyler Murray MVP, Arizona Super Bowl, Arizona NFC, I mean, I'm I'm posting those now on props. Yep. i got to be honest. I don't have any of those yeah. tickets. If I no, did, um, I'd, I'd be posting them, Luke. Yeah. So uh, at the quarter point of last year to win the MVP four games into the season, Kyler was a lock to win MVP. And then at the halfway point of the season, Russell Wilson was a lock to win MVP. So Kyler was about two to one at this point last year. And then Russell Wilson at the halfway point was, he was minus money was Russell Wilson. And then obviously fast forward to the end of the season, Aaron Rodgers pulls it off. Um, So this, the MVP race is just so volatile. It it changes on a week to week basis. But, I agree, and especially as we always discuss, sell your Kyler Murray MVP ticket now. Sell your Arizona Cardinals Super Bet now. 
and then just reinvest in them. You yeah. came, you know, you you can lock in a four X profit if you have a Cardinals bet uh, at fifty to one, and now they're down to twelve to one. Like lock in four times your money, and then go make another Cardinals bet. One other thing too, Luke. Um, speaking of quarterbacks and a team like the Bears, that gets a lot of public money, and we're all giddy about Justin Fields, and he looked much better in the second start, and. He's going to be the starter going forward. And if he can string a few good games together, that's another one. where I, And he was not that long of a price anyway, rookie of the year. I think he was third choice in most places behind Lawrence, I want to say, in, in Zach Wilson. so But that's yeah. another ticket that could be interesting if Fields plays yeah. well here, offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, the Jaguars, if the Jaguars go 2-15, and 15, how do you give it to Trevor Lawrence? And he hasn't even looked that great anyways. Um, yeah, I would say Mac Jones and Jamar Chase, my gosh. Yeah, Jamar He's, Chase. Oh, Yeah. He is incredible. Yeah. Um, um, yeah uh, after that Browns loss, <laughs> where, the, where we had one passing yard of offense, <laughs> which is like the, the historic levels of ineptitude, um, uh, Fields was 10 to 1 to win rookie of the year after that game. So, yeah, I agree. I, I, I still think uh, if he can string a couple wins together, obviously, if he pulls us off here in Las Vegas on mm-hmm. Sunday, that will boost his stock tremendously. Yeah. Um, I I just don't see Ma- like Max Crosby's going to have a field day with his offensive line. I know that's what I'm worried about. Well, what's, so I, what's amazing? What's amazing here is Justin Fields. They put him in. Uh, they should have started him from the beginning, so he'd be ready sure. for the next four games, ladies and gentlemen. Because they have the Raiders, they have Green Bay, they have Tampa Bay, and they have yeah. San Francisco. Yeah, before so, the bye. Yeah. Right. I, well, I think if they're going to win a game, it better be this week. That's my opinion. Yeah. 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 No, you're right. Um, I just teams are good defensive ends just concern me with this team. Yeah, absolutely. They should. Luke, enjoy the game, buddy. Uh, we'll check in next week and see how that stadium was. You're seeing all the cool new stadiums. That's awesome. You saw SoFi. You'll see this Vegas one. Going to be a lot of Bears fans. Enjoy it. Uh, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next Friday, buddy. Thanks, guys. Go Bears. Good luck, Luke. Oh, gas up the jet there for, he is. for us. That's right. Get, gas up the prop swap jet for us. That's our exactly guy, Luke. right. Our guy Luke I'm just saying, game. really, if you were going to project – and I know we're not touching on the controversy because forget about that. That's a that's a, that's a clown show about who should do this or who should do that. Did Nagy make the oh, decision? Yeah, it doesn't that. matter. Yeah. That's a clown show. But but the, the next four games, I don't think many quarterbacks in the league have four games coming up in that type of situation with these type of teams. They got a tough stretch here going into the bye. You're, You're going right. against Carr, Brady, Rodgers, and Garoppolo. Yeah. Wow. Well, wow. maybe Lance. Well, if it's Lance, we'll win. There you go. We'll see. If it's Lance, we'll win. He's had one or two good passes that I've seen so far in the whole season when he got the opportunity to play. When we come back next, uh, there are so many big NFL games. How about a huge Sunday night game, a rematch of last year's AFC title game, and everybody's saying the Bills are treating this like the Super Bowl this weekend. We got a London game. Uh, we've got the Packers on the road against this surprising 3-1 and Bengals team. Mike and I are going to cover all of it, so don't go anywhere. We are cruising along. This is The Odds Couple on the ESPN Chicago app. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple on the ESPN Chicago app. Mike Norris, Carmen DeFalco with you. We're presented, as always, by PropSwap. We do it each and every week. You can find us here on the app. You can find us uh, giving you the Encore replay on Saturday morning on the radio station, 8 to 9. 
on ESPN 1000. To, uh, don't miss that. It's great during the football season as we're working through all these games. You know we have a London game, the first London game this weekend in the NFL, Mike. So I think I want to say it's a 9.30 local kickoff time, if I'm not mistaken. It is Jets and Falcons in London. Uh, these London games tend to be stinkers. This looks like it could be another one of them. Uh, I will say I was on the Jets last week. They won it's outright. 8, 8.30. 8.30. I'm sorry, 9.30 Eastern, so 8.30 our time. Thank you, Merck. I was on the Jets last week. I don't know that I'm going to fire on the Jets again, but, boy, this Falcons team has been a big-time disappointment. They're 31st in total offensive success rate. The Jets, by the way, are 32nd. If anything in this game, the under 46 might look good. I think the uh, Jets' D-line could have a field day against that Falcons' O-line. If I have to bet the game, I won't give it out, but I will bet the Jets because Atlanta, even though uh, they have a good quarterback, they have a, a bad football team. They do. Uh, the only thing I know that's for sure is that Arthur Blank's going to be walking the sidelines looking sad like he always does. <laughs> Poor Arthur. Uh, New York Jets, uh, without the crowd on their butt, considered basically, I think they're the rogue team here. Yes, this we, is a Falcons home game. That's right, Mike. I like the Jets. I'd lean Jets. I would, too. I'd lean Jets. I think they got a little mo. I think the coach's philosophy's come into play here. The kid looked better at quarterback. Yeah. And, uh, boy, don't. It's like you, America saying, we're going to send you our, our best food. And then we send them oatmeal. <laughs> and then we send them oatmeal and beef jerkies. That's great. Enjoy our cuisine. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute. This isn't the best that we have to offer. That's a great analogy. Now, that's the master of analogy that is Mike North. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a, a beautiful metaphor. I don't know what it is, but that was fantastic. That's hey, exactly you get the best the we got. Sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enjoy the goulash. Yeah, right. Yeah, come Here, on. Here's the best we have. Here's some granola. It's like, wait, absolutely. I mean, you we gotta send, have something better than that. We basically send what I pick up uh, for Lotto on the grass. <laughs> we send them a package. I love it. Yeah, of well, dog poop. I think you made some good points about the Jets, though. Buying yep. into what Salah's selling. I mean, that line played great and. Uh, I mean, they, they overwhelmed Tennessee's O-line. And Tennessee yep. was moving the ball, especially early on, got in the red zone a couple times. And that D-line went to work. I mean, they uh, they held, they forced them to kick some field goals, and that kept the Jets in the game, allowed them to cover and would win you rather Would you rather take the trip as a Jet or Atlanta? Okay. As a, as a if fan? you're a Jet, you're feeling really good because you finally got a win. Right. You're in an upbeat manner, you know. Yeah, I think, yeah. You know, I think I'd rather be on the Jets side of this right now. You're right. I mean, they won an exciting game. Their young quarterback played well late in the game. You know, it was your 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 head coach's first win. You know, you, you know you've got the bye coming up. Meantime, Atlanta, you know, was stinky again. Lost to Washington at home. I think you're right. You better to be the Jets right now. Yeah, I went to London with the show back in the day with Jesse Rogers and Greg Lane, you uh, great producer, uh my wife, everything. Jeff Schwartz put the uh, put the the trip together. It was a a, a nine-day trip. We we did our show from Piccadilly Circus because oh, nice. we cut a deal with yeah. British Airways. I mean, those were the days when we cut some deals and I'll tell you this right now. It was a nice trip. It's an interesting city, it is. but it's a long trip and uh we went on the Jack the Ripper tour. Ooh. Jesse talked me into it. Yeah. We went on the tour, and the guy goes, this is where Jack got his fourth victim. I go, it's a drive through bank. What are you talking about here? Well, everything was bombed out. Yeah. So really, you're going where Jack new. had yeah. his crimes? Yep. But there's a Starbucks or a coffee sure, shop. Sure, now, yeah. But it's different yeah. because all of it was bombed out in World, War, World II. War II. But it is a long trip, and, and, and you, it really is. And it, I got to believe. 
it affects the teams. I, I, I really yeah. do because the time change alone takes a couple of days. That's why they do get the buy after it always. But yeah, that's yeah, right. It still messes teams up, I think, a little bit. Uh, another interesting game this weekend. How about Packers Bengals? A couple of three and one teams who would have had the Bengals in this spot? Probably not many people. Um, Green Bay is a small favorite on the road here. Plus, uh, plus three. Uh, are the Bengals at home 50-and-a-half is the total in the game. The Bengals cracking the top 10 in DVOA through week four. How about that? Uh, Jesse Bates, I will let everybody know, their terrific safety is trending for a return after missing the Bengals game last week. He has practiced all week. T. Higgins should be back. Probably no Joe Mixon, but the Bengals playing semi-decent football right now, and their defense is playing pretty well, Mike. Well, you know, Randy uh, always asked me to throw some extra stuff in, and now – more than ever, I got to uh, because of changes and stuff <laughs> like right. that. Changes. Yeah. So I, I will just say this to everybody out there. When the Packers under this Coach LaFleur win the turnover battle, they're 22 and 0, which is hard stat. to do. Wow. Which is hard to do. 22 and 0. Now, if Burroughs doesn't or Cincinnati doesn't turn the ball over, I got to pick for this game. Well, like Period. At right, the end. Good. I will, I will look forward to that at the end then. <laughs> Zach yep. Taylor, Matt LaFleur, the two coaches Mike was yep. just talking about, they coached together on Sean McVay's staff in L.A. back in 2017, so there's a little familiarity But there. even if they've what, had two turnovers to one, Green Bay's won the games if they had the less turnovers. It's usually a pretty good predictor in the NFL, but, I mean, to be unbeaten, that's, unbeaten. That, that speaks a lot. And, look, since the stinker in week one, Aaron Rodgers has ripped off eight touchdowns and just Ooh. two interceptions. So, uh, they let I'm him sorry, play pitch eight and touchdowns catch. and no interceptions. Look, look, I'm telling you, Buddy Ryan, please come back. You, uh, uh, why teams continuously let Aaron Rodgers play pitch and catch without a lot of pressure? I know. Well, you, look, he go back the in the zone. Too. I mean, it's tough. It's like you're playing your zone defense against Aaron Rodgers, and he's got three seconds to pass. Yeah, come on. If you lot, you guys find soft spots in zones, and there's not a pass rush on him. Good luck to you. Yep. It's a, guys like that, guys like Brady, Rodgers, yep. Mahomes, it's pick your poison. You blitz them, they're probably going to shred you. you I, they, that's why they're great. I mean, it's it's hard to figure out but the But you got to put them. pressure. I learned yeah. from the man himself, Buddy Ryan, yeah. if you can't get pressure on him with four, rush five, yeah. rush six, rush seven. We'll do the best we can back there. But to give a guy, to give a guy three, three and a half seconds of Aaron Rodgers, like you said, yeah. uh, Karim Mahomes or anybody else, it's 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 really suicide. It really is. Speaking of Mahomes, another good one on tap for Sunday night, I think, uh, Mike. And this should be a big one. I mean, this is really the one everybody circled for the week. Um, I, I don't have a position on this game right now. Uh, I think we definitely need to talk about it. You know people will be running to bet it because it's such a big game and it's Sunday night football. It's Bills and Chiefs. You're looking at the Chiefs as a modest two-and-a-half-point favorite at home. The total, I think, is the biggest of the year so far, and I think it's probably going to close somewhere around the number right now as we tape this on Friday morning. It's 56-and-a-half. This was a high-scoring game in the AFC title game last year in Arrowhead. Remember, the Bills jumped out to a 9 nothing lead. I was on the Bills in that game. Oh. They were a three-point dog, but I never felt great even with that nine-point lead. And, of course, they end up losing 38-24. to But this should be a good one with the Bills' great defense right now, how they're playing, and Kansas City's offense, which is basically number one in just about every category. Well, it's going to be Kansas City's defense against Buffalo's offense. Uh, that's, there you go. Because Kansas City, 7.6 or... Or whatever. Now, I'm going to say this. Don't let the trend scare you. But I do know this. If you're looking for a quarterback to overcome a defense that's horrible, he's the man. Brady couldn't do it, I don't believe. I don't think Peyton Manning anymore could do it. I mean, couldn't do it. A lot of guys couldn't do it. I think Mahomes can play the match game. 
And I think that's what uh, ends up happening when he wins. Like I said, the last two, three years, I mean, the last couple of years, against the spread, they've been horrible. Horrible, I know. But I would lean Kansas City. Yeah. I, I think, would. I think you're right. And even though that Kansas City defense has been dreadful, as Mike just said, I mean, for as great as the offense is, the defense is equally as bad. That's why I do think this potentially will be a very high-scoring game. Do you remember when Buddy Ryan slugged Rusty, uh, whatever, Gilbride or whatever his name was? No. Uh, Kevin, uh, with Kevin Gilbride. Kevin Gilbride. Kevin Gilbride. I'm sorry. Rusty Gilbride. Well, they were in Houston. A lot of Rusties. Anyway, uh, he slugged them because they were scoring too quick. Oof. What Mahomes, really, he said, wait a minute, I need my defense to take a rest here. You're scoring too quick. (laughs) And they had Warren Moon as their quarterback. He actually, I think Mahomes is capable, to use the Hank Stram word, of matriculating the ball Mm -hmm. down the field and not throwing long and scoring fast. I think if they do that, it gives Buffalo the opportunity to come right back. That's interesting, yeah. Keep Allen off the field. Yeah. But Mahomes has got pride, and Mahomes doesn't worry about the point spread. This could be a, a you know last team with the ball wins. Yep. I, I, I'm with Mike a little bit here. If, uh, the small lean for me on if yep. anything would, be, especially below the Kia three, would be Chiefs minus the two and a half. Especially after Buffalo wins forty to nothing. Well, What's yeah, and, look, and, and I know they've pitched two shutouts and fine. They're blowing teams out. That's good. eleven points a game. Um, right, they're I know. Up. Bills are number one in NFL and DVOA, um, but but. They played, you know, the Dolphins, and that offense is a mess. Tua got hurt in that game. You know, Jacoby Brissett had, uh, had to come off the bench cold. They played Davis Mills last week in his first ever road start in the NFL. They played a broken down Big Ben. They lost that game, but still, uh, they played Taylor Heineke. Heineke might be the best one out of the group they've played so far. I mean, I like him. He's kind of scrappy, but that's not exactly a who's who of well, quarterbacks. If they lose in tomorrow, so. if they lose tomorrow. Washington joins the Mitch Trubisky sweepstakes along with yeah, that Miami. Be. That could be. Along with Miami next year and a few other teams. Yeah, Miami, that, that could be a landing spot for them. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. All right. They so had there's... a guy like him with Tannehill, and they let him go. There's your uh, little breakdown for Sunday Night Football, which should be a very good one. we got more to do. Don't go anywhere, folks. Jim Miller's got some ponies coming Jimmy! up. We've got our best plays right around the corner, so we got more to do. Stick with us. We're having fun getting ready for Week 5 in the NFL. It is Carmen and Mike. We are the odds couple on the ESPN Chicago app. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to The Odds Couple, Friday nights at 6, with a replay Saturday morning at 8 on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Entering the home stretch on the odds couple for this Friday here on the ESPN Chicago app. We are presented by Prop Swap. You will get the odds replay Saturday morning on ESPN 1000. Join Mike and me every week for, especially during the football season. Shame on you if you miss it. As we break down games, we're going to try to give you some more winners. We'll give you best plays in just a little bit. But it's time for some ponies. It's a segment uh, that we do and a feature that we do each and every week for you here on the odds couple where we get some picks from one of the best handicappers in the business from Hawthorne Racecourse. He is at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. Make sure you follow him. Say hi to Jim Miller. Jimmy! <laughs> what up, Jimmy? What's up, gentlemen? It seemed like we were just talking about the end of the harness meet. This is the opening weekend of fall thoroughbred, so there's really Whoa. no break at Hawthorne anymore. You know all the news going on at Arlington Park. What that means is we race year-round now at Hawthorne, so... 
There's always something going on. Thoroughbreds kick off this weekend. It's always a great meet. Lots of full fields, too. So racing starting under the lights this weekend. That's fabulous. The track has been uh, converted. The weather is still very cooperative, too. I mean, yeah. and I don't. it doesn't show any signs of going away soon, which is great. I mean, it's going to be a, a picture-perfect weekend weather-wise for you guys, isn't it, Jimmy? And, and that's the thing that really helps because you get turf racing then. Turf racing always produces a little bit more handle. It always produces a little bit better quality of horses. Big fields always, too, and that's what everybody wants. They want value. They want that chance to make a little bit of money, and you get it really – we'll get it probably through Thanksgiving. Why is the handle better for the turf races? Turf racing – well, it's a couple things. Turf races usually tend to race more to form, for one. Hmm. Two, it always is a little bit better quality of horses. But three, it's a little bit more of the appeal because you don't use the turf as often as you do for the dirt. So over the course of a nine-race card – you may only get two or three opportunities on the turf throughout the course of the day. So those races are a little bit more your featured races. Again, fuller fields, and they just tend to draw in more money because of that. Okay. You know, not only was it a great song against the wind, but I want to talk to you about when it is fall, when it is winter, and the wind's blowing in. you got to handicap some horses differently because of the wind conditions, just like in baseball, if you're trying to pick an over and under at Wrigley Field and the wind's blowing in or blowing out, don't you Don't you think? It is an incredible thing with the wind at Hawthorne because mm-hmm. I talk about it all the time, Mike. You get the winds out of the west, which means it's a headwind in the stretch at Hawthorne Racetrack. Hawthorne has the second longest stretch in North America. Mm. Typically what that means is horses that get on the lead early on in the race going down the backside with the winds at their back, yep. they're able to get a little bit of a breather. When they turn into the lane, they already have the lead, so all these other horses that are chasing now have to tip out into the wind, try to make up ground, and work against the wind. So when there's that strong headwind in the stretch, it always is a front-runner's type of racetrack. I try to talk about that early on each and every racing day, but it is. It's really something to focus on. These are little things that seem obvious, but it, it, I never thought about that until you mm-hmm. guys just mentioned it. You know, until you, you just... had a 20-mile-an-hour wind, yeah. and you're, you're a horse, and you're not good with it, yeah. and you're running, trying to run through it, and you're losing like Jimmy says. Jimmy, what's the? you said Hawthorne's the second longest home stretch in yep. North America. What's the longest? Yeah, you, Laurel Park is the longest, and, and it's a matter of feet. And you're talking about a full quarter of a mile stretch. Wow. And a lot of these racetracks, they're in the turn with a quarter of a mile to go. Here, it's that long straightaway. Hmm. And like you mentioned, Mike, you're getting dirt kicked in your face trying yep. to make up ground. You're running into that wind. It's hard work when you're doing that for a full quarter of a mile. It really is an advantage to the front runner. Now, this, this is why uh, you've got to listen to the odds couple. This is the kind of expert <laughs> breakdown that we're talking about here, folks. All right, Jimmy, so we, are we staying with the hometown track here? As you oh, guys yeah. kick off thoroughbred season, what do we like for the weekend? We're staying with the hometown track, and like we just mentioned, we're talking about speed at the hometown track for some of these horses. So all these races on Saturday, race two, but the three, Easter Music across the board, a horse that should make the top and take them the whole way around. Race four, but the 10, Memory Bank across the board. This horse is good on turf or dirt, so if the race comes off the turf, should still be tough. And then in race seven, but the nine, Jammin' Cameron across the board again. Speed in a wide-open race at a good value. Awesome. Okay, so all three races at Hawthorne tomorrow. The second race, the three-horse across the board. Race number four, we're going to go horse 10 across the board. And then the seventh race, horse number nine across the board. Jimmy, have a great weekend, and we will talk to you next Friday, buddy. You got it, boys. Good luck. Jimmy! That's our guy, Jim Miller. I like that breakdown today. Every Friday, Jim Miller from Hawthorne joins us. Well, you know what? I've always wondered about it because I, believe me, folks, I went to Maywood plenty, and uh, I think there was 100 races in a shorter stretch that I was winning when they entered the stretch, and I think I won two.
Okay, so it changes drastically. But when you have a long stretch, I, I can imagine there's a lot of people that think they got the race won, and maybe they do. It depends if the wind's blowing in. And I think next week I'm going to ask him. There's horses that are going to benefit from the wind going with them, Carm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love it. And, and by the way, good old Maywood, right across from Kittyland back in the day. Well, I used to hit it all. The, uh, Gene and Jude's fast pitch, <laughs> right. the go-karts, and, and then we'd go to the racetrack. That's and fantastic. I love yeah. it. All right, before we do our best plays, a couple college games I want to pick Mike's brain on. Mm -hmm. um, Notre Dame's going to try to bounce back. Uh, a tough place to have to try to bounce back. you got to go on the road, play at night in Blacksburg against Vatek. That's never easy. This game opened. I think Notre Dame is about a one-point favorite. It is swing to Vatek. I think they hate it when people say that. Virginia Tech. Minus one, 47 is the total. Big question here is who's going to be quarterbacking for the Irish. As we tape this, it's still kind of a mystery. Drew Pine, Jack Cohen, maybe the uh, the true freshman. I don't know, but ND was sunk by three first-half turnovers last week. The offense had seven drives, two interceptions, five ended with punts in the first half. It was just awful, and they got blown out by the Bearcats pretty not, – not blown out, but they were never really close to the Bearcats. Does ND bounce back, Mike? You're the University of Notre Dame. And your quarterback sounds like the head of a major movie studio, Jack Cohen. Jack Cohen does sound. It's a Jack Cohen production. Seriously. Merkin this knows all best. too well. <laughs> right? I mean, this is all they can do. Uh, I mean, you got to do better. And and you know what? I Look, I like Brian Kelly, uh, but he's never won a championship yet. No. And I think that they expected that, yet he keeps getting extended. Uh, I want to see a quarterback, a stud. Why isn't Notre Dame attracting the top quarterbacks? Is it the weather? Is it the night? Because that's the one thing that can affect. If Trevor Lawrence would have gone to Notre Dame instead of where he went, is he a better quarterback? I don't know. I don't know. Because you got the weather conditions, you got wind. Where he plays, yeah, you get some rain. Yeah, are they are they attracting the kind of quarterback that Alabama or 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 Clemson no. is attracting? You're right, or even USC. No, yeah. So I mean no Alabama. I mean is just. They are, look, the college football is a minor league uh, system for the NFL. They are the top minor league team, period. Yeah. Red River uh, in the Cotton Bowl this week, Oklahoma and Texas. Texas is a three-point underdog. Um, OU has won five of the last six. Sooners have struggled to cover numbers this year. I'll just tell everybody that. They're one and four against the spread. But one trend on this rivalry, if people want to do something with it, it's a big total of 63-and-a-half. But I'll just tell you that over those last six meetings in which OU has won five of the last six, the average number of total points scored in this rivalry game the last six years, 76. So they've put it on one another. Um, could be another explosive game. Mm -hmm. Longhorns offense has been uh, I'd bet Oklahoma if I had change. to make the bet. Yeah, I bet Oklahoma min uh, minus the three. Yeah, you're probably right there. Maybe a What's little bit. What's their quarterback's left. name, Rattler? Spencer Rattler, yeah, who's been very, not, I, very up and down. Yeah, that's yeah. the only thing I'd worry about. That's why it's not a major pick. Yeah. And uh, we got the big Iowa, the uh, Iowa-Penn State game. I mean, that's oh. a nice marquee matchup um, in Iowa City this weekend where Iowa is a one-and-a-half point favorite. Two of the stingiest defenses in the country. We got a total of just 41 in this game, Mike. Ladies and gentlemen. I won my second bonus pick in a row last week. That's right. I took Iowa. They just destroyed. They destroyed. And I, I it was one of the easiest wins ever. I'm Absolutely. In my and, and 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 today, uh, I gave everybody uh, uh, Texas A&M uh, plus the seventeen and a half yeah. at home against a superior Alabama team. I think they'll keep it within the number. But that's why you listen at eleven forty eight because if it wasn't for the bonus pick that I was smart enough to include with these odds couple picks. Yeah. 
My my modus operandi, my score, my average percentage would be right now 54%. Beautiful. Instead, I've been like 70% with the bonus pick that I've added here, so I'm close to 59. That's incredible. Period. And I was with I, I jumped on because of Mike with Thank the you, Iowa Carm. I'm play. sorry if I, if I lose a game for oh, you, I'll win one it, back. Please, you know, but I I you nailed the Iowa game and I oh. played it last Friday. I mean, in the fourth quarter, I'm like, this, this is a cakewalk. I, we don't even have to sweat anything here. I mean, they you ran know, maybe I'm out just of the building. A, maybe I'm just falling for it again. I love Kirk Ferentz. He did the right thing, didn't go pro. He'd be gone by now. He'd be at another school. He, he, he knew $3 million goes a long way at Iowa. But maybe I'm wrong. But I think there's more than a two-horse race in the NCAAs. I like Iowa, and every time I say that, then they lose yeah, an easy right, game. Yeah. Well, big game this weekend. We'll see. I'm going to ask uh, one more thing here, and this is really directed at Merck, Randy Merkin. Then we'll give oh. you our best plays for the, uh, what, fifth? How many games is uh, Wisconsin's one and three, right, Merck? Yeah, so all four games this year, they've been a favorite. This will be game number five. They're a favorite again. They're laying 11 on the road at Illinois. Illinois stinks, but they do. Boy, your Badgers probably shouldn't be laying 11 to anybody right no now. One. No <laughs> I mean, one. What is that? Not to, Deerf- not to Deerfield's football team. But didn't he have Illinois. great success against Illinois? Well, I can tell you, though, the last time they played there, Jonathan Taylor fumbled and they were up 10 points, and they, that was like one of Lovey's signature wins. That's right. Yeah, but, yeah that's uh, true. I, I don't think I don't I think I haven't heard anything about Mertz. I is Mertz playing? I don't I mean, heard, still but even question. if he is playing, I, I think oh. that's way too many points. Oh. Yeah, there's, there's people hoping listen, he isn't. You Badgers. don't think Brett Bielema wants to put it on his I, former team? I know as well? he does. So I, 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 would, dog at home. I, I would jump on Illinois. All well, I think Barry Alvarez is capable of coming downstairs and giving a pep. Talk. He might. He's like, I'm walking away at this place. <laughs> the place is in shambles. They're, they're one in three, I think, for the first time since Barry's first year. Think about I, that. I'm, I'm biased towards Barry because I remember when Wisconsin, I want to apologize to everybody. I had Paul Flatley as a Wisconsin Badger last week. He was a Northwestern <laughs> Wildcat. And uh, a Pat Richter was the guy I was thinking of, okay. a great Wisconsin uh, guy. But I, I, I really believe Barry Alvarez has some influence in this game. It's got to be like, my God, why, why I'm going to have to stick around. All right, Mike, let's do our best plays here. Let's get them going. Kick us off with something. You already talked about the bonus that you gave out uh, with me and Yerk. What else do we like for the odds couple this week? All weekend? right, I'm going to make my uh, two picks real quick here, Carm. Then you give us yours okay. because I want to leave the stage to you alone since you're the hottest cap, capper in America right now. I, I basically am doing this. And if you don't like it, figure this out for me. I'm going to figure it out for you. I'm taking Bama on the money line, minus 1,200. Now, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put 100 on Bama. If I lose, okay, Okay, or, or, or then you're going to lose 300. Okay, uh, not not no. Excuse me, I'm going to put 25 on Bama. There you go. So you 25. don't lose as much. Right. Then I'm going to put 100 on Texas A&M plus the 17 and a half. I think you can win both. I think you can win both. Bama money line, Texas A&M uh, plus 17 and a half, and also I'm taking the Bengals. It should be up to three right. yeah, it by is. the time things happen. I'm taking the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I, I, it's not that I don't like Green Bay. I just like the number. I like the spot, and I think Cincinnati is not a bad football team. And I think their quarterback is starting to come back stronger yeah. in Burrow. Bengals is the home dog against the Packers. Sounds good there. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the uh, Washington. You understood my other one. I didn't Absolutely. No, got okay. you. Ba- yep, absolutely. Um, I'm going to go – I had Washington football team last week. I'm going to go against Washington this week. They're at home. They are an underdog, small dog, getting two. But I'm going to go ahead and lay those two points with the Saints on the road. 
Look, uh, I was on the Giants last week. I kind of thought that might have been dead and buried when the Saints were up 21-10. They blew it. I think Sean Payton is going to have this team ready to bounce back. Washington's defense simply has not lived up to the hype. They just haven't. And they lost two defensive starters to season-ending injuries last week. Teams are scoring on 57.1% of their drives against Washington. That's the highest scoring percentage in the entire NFL. And the Saints' offense hasn't been that impressive, but they've been efficient. They've been good in the red zone. I think they'll come away with touchdowns, so I'm going to lay two with the Saints. And I'm I love t- that pick. Thank you. I love good. that pick. I love I'm it. I'm big time, and that, that's a big time pick. It came a little bit short for me to take. I Sounds love good. that pick. And I'm going to take an underdog here, too. Um, I do not like Kyler Murray as much as a favorite. He is just three and four against the spread when laying more than a field goal in the NFL. This is only the second time he's a favorite of more than a field goal inside the division, and Arizona lost the previous game outright. I'm going to take the Niners getting the five at Arizona. Uh, I don't I don't believe for one second that Jimmy G's playing this week. I think that Kyle Shanahan's just sort of trying to muddy it up a little bit here. I think he's had a whole week to prepare a game plan, uh, plan for Trey Lance. They'll try to run the ball, control the clock, keep Arizona and Kyler Murray on the sideline. The Cardinals are allowing nearly five and a half yards per carry. So I think the 49ers will run the ball and do enough to keep this game close. So I'm going to go ahead and say 49ers plus the five. This so weekend. if you lose Alabama, you put 25 down, you lose 300. That's why you back it up with A&M plus 300. Then hopefully you win them both. There you go, everybody. All right, we want to say thank you to Randy Merkin and Tyler Aki for getting us up and going today and every week. Thank you so much to Luke Pergani from PropSwap and Jim <laughs> Miller. That's our guy. And we will see everybody again next week. Have a wonderful weekend, Mikey, and happy wagering, okay? So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000.